Hello everyone and welcome to the NARSA weekly update for the week commencing Monday the 11th of October 2021. It's Gary here and firstly I'd like to start off by wishing everyone a very happy Canadian Thanksgiving as we celebrate this particular holiday a month or so before our friends in the United States of America for some reason. I'm not 100% sure why. However, not being a huge historical buff or anything like that, I'm not truly sure of the full origins of the Thanksgiving holiday, but I have to assume it's time for all Canadians to pause, reflect and, and give thanks for having the world famous Glasgow Rangers in our lives. That's certainly what I'm most thankful for each and every day of my life or almost every day of my life and not just at this particular time of the year. Now, while we don't have a lot of game content to share this week, the good news is that we are now in a Rangers game week with a top of the table clash to follow this weekend, which I'll get to in a wee bit here. But firstly, I wanted to touch on the international football that happened this past weekend involving Rangers players. Now, the caveat to this is that I didn't watch any of the games at all on the weekend as I don't have the channels that they were being shown on on my TV. And I'm not one of those types who has a stick or a box or whatever fancy fankled technology that's out there that gives you access to every single channel everywhere in the world. Those days are long in my past. I like to live clean and sober when it comes to stealing stuff in technology land nowadays, but we did have some successes out there in international land featuring our players. Firstly, and none of this is in any priority order, but what about Yanis Hadji's wonder goal against Germany in Germany? If you haven't seen it yet, try going onto YouTube and searching for it. It's quite simply a superb, world, literal, world-class goal against a world-class team. He's an absolute standout performer for Rangers, which has been proven more so this season, um, just quite how much we've come to miss him when he's not playing. And it's very, very noticeable that he's not there with the value that he adds to the team. And goals like that at international level are really announcing him on the world stage for the class player that he is, which is great for him, great for Rangers, and does nothing but add more kudos and fiscal value to him as an asset for the club. Not that I'm trying to wish him away, of course, but this sort of player development model is so crucial for the club as we move forward on so many levels. Firstly, you know, young players, you come to Ibrox and you'll get to work in a world-class club with world-class facilities, world-class coaches, etc. And you'll be in with a real shout of winning trophies, of course, in front of passionate fans playing against the elite of Europe too. And when the time is right for you to move on to bigger and better things, with more riches bestowed upon you, um, you're a much better product both on and off the park than you were before you arrived. It's the literal definition to me of win-win. And I feel Hadji might actually be the first one to help us prove that out. Hopefully not for a wee while yet, of course. We want 56 and 57 in the bag before that happens. But at some point, the around about £4 million investment in him, I feel will show to be a remarkable and very healthy financial return for the club and a great investment while he's still here to boot. The other nationalities that we featured this past weekend were Nigeria, Finland, Jamaica, Croatia, albeit Bernabaric was an unused sub as far as I gather, Zambia, Northern Ireland and of course Scotland. I hope I haven't missed any of the other teams that, uh, that Rangers players are representing. 
And, and that's quite an eclectic group that we have here. And the only other nation that springs to top of mind that I potentially could have mentioned there would be Sweden for big uh, Philip Hollander. But as you know, he's out injured right now, so he wasn't there. By all accounts, Scotland did really well in the second half against Israel and, and got the winner in injury time to cement their stranglehold on second place in the group, which is great for them. I did read that Nathan Patterson had a very impactful second half to continue to grow his stature at international level as well, which is a great thing for him, Rangers and Scotland. And, and I have to say that, that one thing I felt from the sudden rise of, of profile of the national team kind of is a little bit of a of a good hangover from, from Euro 2020, which was obviously just concluded there in 2021, is there seems to be a bit more togetherness and, and dare I say, it, excitement around the team or, or optimism, let's just say optimism, around the national team. You know, with the core of young and genuine talent from both north and south of the border in the UK, it does look like in the right hands, this current group of players could be the nucleus of some really great things for the team over the coming years, which is great for them. I even spoke to my dad, Ronnie, after the game on Saturday and he was buzzing about how good the second half was and, and how great the atmosphere was. And in his opinion, it was like a throwback to Scotland teams of yesteryear. I genuinely never thought I'd hear anyone say that about a Steve Clark team, <laughs> to be really honest, but there you have it. Anyway, congratulations to all of our international players for getting to represent your country, of course. And as always, my only and main concern is that you come back fit, healthy and raring to go for the remainder of the season for your home club, which is obviously Rangers Football Club. Thankfully, after this week, I believe the Scotland game is Tuesday and then... Uh, these guys are done, I imagine there might be some games on Wednesday and thankfully after that there are no more international breaks until I think it's March or so. So from here on in it's Rangers all the way for the foreseeable future, your next four months or so. So just a quick update on the red card appeal that I mentioned in last week's pod for Ryan Portis's assault on Joe Aribo. Thankfully the powers that be in Scottish football told him to F off. And that his, I believe it was two match ban, stands from the game. I'm not 100% sure why it wasn't three. Is three just for violent conduct? Which I would have said that was anyway. However, uh, quite what Hibs were thinking in appealing the red card in the first place is absolutely beyond me. Maybe it was to appease the fans or for some other pseudo-political manoeuvring. But either way, it was tossed out, a little bit of a waste of time, and now he gets the very least that he deserves. Imagine, just for a second... That was Alfredo Morelos who did that. It doesn't bear thinking about the sensation it would have caused in Scotland and probably beyond. Who knows? Maybe that 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 boy will learn uh, now or maybe he'll just continue to be a wild thug until someone decides to give him a taste of his own medicine. One of those two would be good. And I know which one I would be hoping for. Fortunately, our next competitive fixture is yet another top-of-the-table clash, as I mentioned earlier, this time against Hearts this coming Saturday with a 10am Eastern Standard Time kickoff. That's a 3pm UK kickoff. And like Hibs from last week, Hearts travel to Ibrox unbeaten and flying high in the league, which is incredible, seeing as they've just been promoted from, from the Championship. But like every single other time Hearts visit Ibrox, if we play to even a fraction of how we can play, we win the game. And we win the game 
comfortably. It's as simple as that. As much as I admire, I have as, as I admire and, and have respect for former Rangers captain Lee McCulloch for everything he did for us. I hope on this occasion the Hearts assistant manager leaves Ibrox on the end of a heavy defeat to really set a marker down to the rest of the league that we're getting stronger with each passing week and each passing game. So roll on Saturday and our beloved team getting back into proper competitive action. RTV, no significant updates for RTV for this week. We still do have a couple of delinquent, or a couple more than a couple, delinquent clubs and Alan and myself will work towards uh, figuring out our next steps on that. I know I've said that for the last few weeks, but uh, time is marching on and we really need to get this one wrapped up. But other than that, with no games, there comes no potential for any RTV issues. For shout-outs, I am very, very, very happy to start with this to let you know that Beth Reid from Bayou City Loyal did indeed get in touch last week to say that she finally got a chance to listen to, or at least was told about the fact that it was mentioned on the previous two pods, her birthday wishes from two weeks ago. So Beth is good. She knows that she was mentioned on the podcast and she sends out her thanks for the mention too. Phew. I'm glad we got that one behind us. A very happy 40th birthday to the wonderful Diane Thorpe, whose birthday was last Thursday, the 7th of October. Diane is kind of extended family of mine from, from Paisley and was one of my compadres when we actually went to the hedge in 2012 for the Brecon game that started the fight back from rock bottom for, for Rangers. <clears throat> from what I saw on Facebook last week, Diane celebrated basically for the whole week of different birthday celebrations in and around her home and Paisley at large and maybe even Glasgow and certainly looked like she was enjoying herself. I've known Diane since she was around about six or seven years old and she has blossomed into an amazing and very accomplished and very fun adult. So for those of you who don't know, and Diane will thank me for this, Diane does indeed work at TGI Fridays in the Brayhead Centre and if you go in and wish her a happy birthday any time between now and October 2022, I'm sure you'll get your meal for free or something like that. Anyway, happy birthday and congratulations, Diane. And I'd also like to wish the Carey clan from here, Debbie, Andy and Chloe, a very safe and enjoyable trip back home this coming Wednesday. They leave on Wednesday for about 10 days or so, 11, 12 days, something like that. Fortunately, they are getting three games in, starting with this Saturday's game against Hearts, then the home match must win against Bronby and then away to St Mirren in the most beautiful town in Scotland. I know they have an action-packed time planned and cannot wait to see what they bring me back. I mentioned last week, crisps and lots of chocolate, please. Also, just a wee point on that logistically to note that Andy is our social media maestro for both the Rangers Supporters Club of Calgary and NARSA. So if things are a wee bit quiet or somewhat sporadic over the next couple of weeks, you know why Andy, I'm sure, will be on the case as and when he can, but he is on holiday, so things may be just a wee bit different than they are normally. And before I get to club events that we've advertised for this past wee while, I also wanted to congratulate my beautiful baby boy, Leo, who's 12 now. And when I call him my beautiful baby boy, he doesn't quite like it very much anymore, on completing his 10k ret run challenge this past weekend to assist in raising funds for the Rett Syndrome Research Trust. This is the second year in a row that he did the run and I was fortunate on both occasions to complete the run with him, which is a great thing to do as a parent. 
For for those who aren't aware of this horrible condition, uh, Rett syndrome is a, ge a rare genetic, neurological and developmental disorder that affects the way the brain develops, causing a progressive loss of motor skills and speech. And for some reason, it's, pre it's quite predominant in young girls. So the research is going on and, and obviously people are doing the best they can to, to support the research trust as well. Such a cool thing to do and for such a great cause. I couldn't be any more proud of him if I tried and that's a fact. Very well done, Leo. I love you. So on to the events planned for our member clubs over the next week. Well, firstly, Bramalee have their long-awaited Queen Do organised for this coming Saturday, October the 16th at 7.30pm, featuring a brilliant Queen tribute band and all the other bits and pieces that come with that in terms of door prizes, fundraising, auctions and things like that. The cost is $25, which gets you admission for the concert and access to all those other things. If you need any information about that, you can visit their Facebook page or anywhere else on social media and you'll get the details for that. I say long awaited because I think I've been mentioning this for about the past six weeks or so, but any Queen music is great. To see it live is even better and I'm assured that this is a great tribute band as well. So good for them for getting this organised. And lastly, Toronto number one do have their two for the show show on Saturday, November 6th at 7pm and that's $15 per person. And if you need any further information about that, you can reach out to Norman Maxwell via their social media channels as well. And of course, if you have ever any, any questions about that sort of stuff, you can also reach out to me directly and I will get you in touch with the appropriate people. I can be reached on rangerssc at hotmail.com. That's two S's and two C's. For a convention update this week, we did indeed launch our convention Facebook page early last week. I think it was actually the, the, the day after we recorded, Tuesday or Wednesday. And I was just tinkering around in it this past wee while and I'm not seeing what I think I should be seeing. So I'm not 100% sure whether it's fully set up or as I actually think is the case, it's just user error on my behalf and I just don't know what I'm doing. I'll get a bit more guidance on that and make sure that we do share it out and that everyone has what they need because I thought there would have been more conversation on it. I thought there would have been more dialogue. I thought there'd be more questions and there's been nothing. So I'm going to post this podcast once we get it all packaged up tonight on there as the first conversation point and then hopefully people will start to use it then and that's where we'll be announcing you know, guests and, and uh, excursions and things like that. On the travel front, the update is the same as last week and that we are just working out our communications planning for that one and you should hear something from us this week. I know I said that last week and I genuinely meant it when I said it. We just, <clears throat> excuse me, ran out of time and we will get to do that and, and figure that out. So for real, this week, <clears throat> I hope that we will get that organised and you will be able to see what we can offer in terms of support for your travel arrangements for NARSA 2022. And we are closing in, I briefly mentioned it just on the Facebook page there, but we are closing in on being able to announce some of the excursions and supplementary events like the Friday excursion, the golf, the football for NASA 2022 and we should be able to be in a position to start announcing them over the next wee while. The team behind the scenes are doing a lot of background work on this and we should be we should be good. I'm, I'm hoping that we can get there just kind of before the Christmas rush so that someone may be able to surprise someone else with a gift to say, guess what, you're playing golf at NASA 2022 or guess what, you're going to one of the events um, that's not golf or football in NASA 2022, that sort of thing. So time is a wee bit of the essence for that and we are working hard on that as well. And just another plug for our Frequently Asked Questions document on our website, go to the NARSA page there and all the questions that you would likely have will be 
uh, listed and answered there. Some things I wanted to commend uh, to mention. <laughs> I wanted to mention on the communications front this past week, uh, starting with uh, an interview with the new Edmiston House General Manager Dave Pyatt, who talks about his his background, his career credentials, and and what the the overall new Edmiston House project will deliver for our fans and visitors to the stadium. And it and it seems to me to be that with every passing week, this project is becoming more and more real, you know, with the physical structure underway and plans for what it's going to contain when it's complete and what opportunities await us in terms of, you know, the relocated and refurbished store, the museum, the cafe, the the music and arts and entertainment space. It's just going to be such a tremendous venue and I'd encourage everyone to check out the interview uh, with Dave on, on the site and on RTV and I will put the the link to the blurb for that article as well but very worthwhile listen there it's not even five minutes long and gives you just a wee bit more of an understanding of what's happening on that very important project for the club a quick update on the recent daily record investigations that took place around their journalists high profile witch hunt of our friends from heart and hand the rangers podcast which backfired on themselves spectacularly with a number of their high profile journalists being exposed for their very own personal sectarian racist and homophobic social media posts from times past well the update is that the investigation was concluded and that's it yep no sensational front page splash, no high profile employment terminations, nothing. It's just been concluded and I guess we all now move on being better for it. Wow, that has to be a great business to be in where you can just get to throw stones while living in the most brittle of glass houses, make an absolute mockery of so-called journalism and journalistic integrity, then completely sweep it under the carpet with a shrug and a, what, nothing to see here attitude? incredible incredible attitude and quite simply gutter garbage behavior from everyone involved for the avoidance of doubt the daily record hates rangers and everything connected with rangers do not buy this newspaper do not click on anything on their website they are vile they are corrupt and morally bankrupt hence should not be supported in any way shape or form I don't normally tell anyone what to do on this pod. I recommend that you go and look at things and visit articles and websites and stuff like that. But on this occasion, you need to know what you're supporting if or when you purchase or click anything from that mob. Ridiculous. UEFA confirmed last week that they are indeed opening an investigation into the racist booing of Glenn Kamara in the recent away match at Sparta Prague. They confirmed in accordance with Article 31.4 of the UEFA Disciplinary Regulations, a UEFA Ethics and Disciplinary, Disciplinary Inspector has been appointed to conduct a disciplinary investigation regarding potential discriminatory incidents allegedly occurring during the 2021-22 UEFA Europa League group stage match between AC Sparta Praha and Rangers FC played on the 30th of September 2021. Information on this matter will be made available in due course. It'll be interesting to see what, if anything, comes from this. You'll likely have read in the in the immediate or, or the very quick aftermath of the game that the Sparta folks came out um, you know, almost instantaneously to condemn Rangers and Kamara's lawyer, Amar Anwar, 
and for themselves, for them being discriminatory in their condemnation of the poor little racist kids' racist behaviour in a racially, racially charged atmosphere. Oh my God. Sigh. More to come on this one, I'm sure. You just could not make this stuff up. And the, the, the awful thing for me is that these folks from the Czech Republic or Prague and, and specifically, maybe it's not the whole of the Czech Republic, you have to imagine they genuinely believe what they're saying, what they're writing, what they're typing. And that's awful and to, to even comprehend in this day and age. So, I don't know, I just, I hope when we get into the Champions League, when we get into the Champions League next season, that we don't play any teams from the Czech Republic because these guys are just a joke. Anyway, for our regular listeners, you might remember from previous pods me mentioning that Narsa got together with her friends at Orsa, Heart and Hand, and Four Lads Had a Dream, the blog, to spearhead a campaign to get former Rangers title winner Andy Gray inducted into the Scottish Football Hall of Fame. I was fortunate enough to do a quick interview with Chris Jack for an article that was published in the Sunday Herald yesterday, detailing the journey we've taken to date, how it all unfolded and where we're at today. I'll stick the link uh, for the article in the blurb for this week's pod and would encourage you to please go check it out. And what this article does for us now is gives us a wee bit a wee bit of impetus, a wee bit of a jolt to get back to the, the Scottish Hall of Fame Museum um, to, to see where things are at. I, I do know that COVID made it very difficult to conduct regular Hall of Fame business, which is 100% completely understandable. But as the world comes out of the other side into what is a new normal, I'll be interested to see where things lie with things like this that are a wee bit outstanding. I can't imagine for a second they'll just stop doing the Hall of Fame, so our intent will be to try to find out when it's going to kind of be resurrected or dusted off and what the steps for, or what the next steps for the process are so that Andy remains top of mind for them there. And as I think I mentioned before, if he is in some way refused or denied on this occasion, then we will demand to know why publicly to find out what that is so more to follow on that when we know a wee bit more but please do go check out the article uh, Chris did a great job on that and finally I wanted to bring you news of another NARSA competition that we were bringing to our listeners or our friends or our social media followers whatever bucket you follow or you, you flow into and our friends at Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast, have very kindly donated a year's subscription to the podcast network for one lucky bear somewhere in the world. As you know, Heart and Hand's David Edgar is our MC for Las Vegas 2022, and we can't wait to work with him again, as he will most definitely bring personality, entertainment and a real bite to our proceedings over the course of the events. And David gave me the go-ahead to announce the competition, and we will discuss this internally as to the best way to to do the competition to ensure that as many people who haven't signed up to the network get the opportunity to enter and get on this tremendous bandwagon. So more to follow on this as we move forward. An initial idea I had was to launch the competition with the, the launch of the dedicated Facebook page, but maybe that's just a rubbish idea. I'm not sure yet. We'll find out if the post that I'm going to post later on works or not, and then we'll see. But the announcement is out now, so I'm consciously responsible now to make sure that we follow through with this and get it out in a timely fashion. So please stay tuned, and we'll have more to share shortly on this one. So that's going to do it for this week, my friends. As always, thank you very, very much for taking the time to listen, and please do share it with uh, whomever you think might enjoy it. And until next week, do take care. All the very best. And here's to extending our lead at the top of the table on Saturday. Cheerio. Cheerio.